What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Simple Man's Guide to the Good Life. Coming up on already two months here, uh, which is cool. I've been getting some really positive feedback, and it really means a lot to me. Um, because honestly, like this is just so fulfilling for me, just being able to talk um, about my experiences, things that I have learned and continue to learn that are helping me with my life, and just sharing that, right? And again, at the end of the day, there's going to be tools and things we talk about that maybe connect with you and maybe don't. And that's kind of the goal here is that everybody's path to the good life is slightly different. There might be certain principles and things we need to work on, but how we get there and how we work on those things can be different for each of us. And the goal is that you're just on that path and you're experimenting. And that's it's going to be a big topic about what we talk about today, experimenting um, with different things for ourselves and finding what works for ourselves. Um, so I appreciate the feedback. I appreciate everybody listening. The more you guys talk about this, share it with others. Um, you know, again, subscribe to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You know, give it a review, all that kind of stuff. All that stuff just helps spread the word. And um, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So being two months in, you know, we have talked about kind of what I think the four to five pillars or what I'm calling now faucets uh, to a good life are. And to live a thriving good life, we need to try to optimize and turn those faucets on full blast as much as we can in our life. Um, And those being um, sleep, movement, mindset. Last week we talked about kind of relationships, communities. And a big one is nutrition. Uh, What we eat, um, how we fuel ourselves. And we haven't touched on that topic. Um, One of the main reasons is, man, talking about nutrition nowadays is so interesting. Nutrition, diets, it's so dogmatic. It's so tribal. It's so religious-like. You know, people get into camps and they will they will they will convince themselves that they found the holy grail right this is it man you you want to transcend the human body do this diet oh my you know and i've been there too right um that's why i can talk about this i've gotten on diets and and felt like every i need to share this with everybody everybody needs to know about this and then of course what happens like three months later i fall off of it it's not as good as i thought it was And that has to do with some neurochemistry, dopamine, trying something new, seeing some small results, right? You get that little dopamine kick reward and you get kind of addicted to it and it's just human nature, man. But it's it's something that can be hard to talk about um, because of how dogmatic it can become, right? And people argue from an emotional standpoint. So I've kind of stayed away from the topic so far, but we have to talk about it. Um, And... I'm not going to steer clear of it. I'm, I'm going to address it today. Um, now, when it comes to nutrition, one, I do have my nutrition certification with Precision Nutrition. But I think what is more important than a certification is I've spent the past 13 years trying probably every single diet you've ever heard of, at least the popular ones. And some of those have been for different time lengths, for different reasons. Some of them I've tried and I literally can't do it for more than a couple of weeks because it just makes me feel awful. Other ones I've stuck to for months. Um, other ones I've stuck to, you know, I've, I've gone back to after a couple of years uh, because I liked it so much. Um, and so 
I have accumulated a lot of experience, which again, is kind of the point of this podcast, just to talk about my experiences and then how for me, I've integrated that in my greater story and my greater life and how I continue to work on that stuff. And through my own work, and then also working with uh, the other 23, again, that coaching cohort that I'm part of, um, have kind of come to a place now where I do really feel like I'm thriving with my nutrition and what that looks like for me. And I'm gonna give you what that looks like for me and kind of where I'm coming from and my idea around nutrition and then see if maybe you can't take something from that and incorporate it into your life, All right? So um, when we're talking about nutrition, immediately everybody thinks diets, right? They conflate nutrition with dieting. They're two different things. Nutrition is simply what we are eating why we are eating, how we are eating, and how we are fueling ourselves. Dieting is, by its very nature, limiting certain food groups, uh, maybe increasing other certain food groups, and being somewhat rigid about our eating style, right? So just understand that nutrition and diets and dieting have an overlap, but they are two very different things, okay? So I'm gonna be talking more about nutrition, right? And less about diets. Okay. The first thing I'm going to say here is, I hope this isn't a surprise to anybody that's listening to this, but guys, there's no one diet out there that is like the holy grail of diets, right? Um, you know, keto, paleo, vegan, um, carnivore, Adkins, none of these are like a godsend. None of them are like the best, right? Oh, we're ranking diets. There is no such thing, Right. Um, when it comes to the grand scale of society, of human nature, there is nothing like that. Now, there are some principles based off of my experience that I think when it comes to nutrition, you should adhere to, okay? And so maybe get out uh, a pen, a pad of paper. I'm not gonna necessarily give you like protocols to follow like Andrew Huberman would. I'm just gonna give you my, what I have found over the past 10 or 13 years to be kind of principles that have helped me and then from there, talk about how I've incorporated that into my life. So some of the principles that I think you should follow, and again, this is using nutrition to help us live a thriving life. So some of these things I talk about, this might not be the best for losing weight or putting on muscle. That's all diet stuff. I'm talking about how we eat and how that plays a part in living a truly thriving life. Okay, so principle number one is understanding that eating is an emotional process. Now this mainly comes from the O23 guys, right? And that coaching cohort. Um, and I really like this because I think it takes the pressure off of us when we find ourselves in a highly emotional state and we wanna cope with food. A lot of people will feel guilty about that, right? They go for the pint of ice cream and then they eat that pint of ice cream and now they're spiraling because they ate that pint of ice cream. They think they shouldn't have done that. Here's the deal. That's human nature. That's genetics. That's evolution. So right off the bat, let's accept that eating by its very nature is emotional. Stop putting pressure on yourself. Stop putting blame on yourself when you are in a heightened emotional state and you cope with food. Stop dwelling on that. Okay. Now we can have tools and we'll talk about how we can maybe change some of the things we choose to cope with and maybe choose better things, but I wanna take away the 
self-harm we're doing by judging ourselves when that happens because eating by its very nature is emotional. We have used food throughout the eons to celebrate big events in our life, right? Birthdays, weddings, etc. It's always accompanied by food. Vice versa, in the hardest and saddest times in our life, whether it's funerals or again, just very stressful days, what do we do? We use food, we use drinks, alcohol, whatever it may be. So this idea that we're gonna fight evolution and we're gonna be like judgy of ourselves for eating or choosing certain foods or doing certain things when we're being emotional is silly. Stop judging yourself for that, okay? So kind of pillar number one here is eating is an inherently emotional action. Accept it, and then from accepting it, we can now take steps to understand why we're doing the things we are and maybe make changes where we want to, where it, it feels um, true to us and, and what we want for our lives, okay? Number two, and this kind of gets back to what we talked about in other podcasts, is modern life is not set up for us to thrive, is staying away from processed foods. And I know that's not like a very like, oh my God, that's crazy, I never thought of that. Most diets, most nutrition is always gonna talk about that, right? Um, but the reason for this is, by its very nature, the word, um, the word process is in it, right? Processed foods are going to take away from your ability to live a thriving life. It's gonna cause an inflammatory response in the body. It's going to cause certain hormones to be released that are gonna cause you know, fatigue, tiredness, lethargy, um, possibly increase certain hormones that can lead to higher levels of anxiety, depression, et cetera, et cetera, okay? Now, again, I'm not an absolutist. I said stay away from. I didn't say completely X and A out, right? You're human. You're gonna have processed food every now and again. So again, I wanna get away from this place of judgment, right? I wanna get it to a place where like 80% of the time you're staying away from that stuff, but the other 20% of the time you have it and you don't judge yourself for it. You don't go down the rabbit hole going, oh, I'm a terrible human, I'm a, stop that because that's just going to lead you farther down eating that way, you know, and it's, it's not gonna do you any good, right? So yes, you should stay away from processed foods, but you should also accept that in modern society, um, it's impossible to do that 100% of the time. And, you know, there are gonna be times where it might actually be beneficial to do that. If you're out with a big group and they wanna do that and you wanna be social and be part of that, indulge. If 80% of your time you're eating, you know, healthy, quote unquote, right, non-processed foods, then having some processed food every now and again might actually heighten your life because it allows you to be more social. It allows you to um, think less. You start to build a healthier relationship with food and yourself and how you're eating. So. Again, pillar number two is stay away from processed foods, but also accept that it's okay to have it every now and again, especially depending on the setting, right? And following along that pillar number three is trying to eat as close to nature as possible. What does that mean? Eating fruits, vegetables, um, meats, ideally meats that, you know, again, as best we can in modern society, grass-fed, naturally raised, you know, fish that's wild caught as best you can. Again, it's hard. I'm not going to be an absolutist about this, right? But choosing foods and choosing foods no matter what diet you're doing that are closest to nature as possible 
again, is gonna get us more in tune with our own bodies. It's gonna help release better hormones. It's going to lower the likelihood of having a heightened inflammatory response. So staying away from highly processed foods and eating foods closer to nature, as close as you can get, you know, um, giving modern society, okay? Now within those three kind of pillars, right? Pillar one, eating is an emotional action. Pillar number two, stay away from processed foods. And pillar number three, try to get as much, as many foods that are as close to nature as possible, right? Now from there, you can really start to formulate a nutrition plan or a diet that works for you. And again, this isn't counting macros. This isn't a diet to like optimize fat loss. This isn't like a diet to maximize muscle growth. This is a way of eating. It's a, again, O23 here. It's a food philosophy. And I really like that because we talked about like in episode one of the podcasts, finding your North Star, having life philosophies and having tenets and guidelines for how you live and how you interact with the world. And if you haven't listened to that podcast, go listen to it. I think you should have the same thing around food. You should have philosophies of food because one, it makes you less rigid overall, but two, it allows you to experiment on yourself and figure out what are my food philosophies, okay? So within those three pillars, you can really start doing some experimenting on yourself. And this is where you can get to the point where instead of saying, I'm keto, I'm vegan, I'm carnivore, right? You ever notice that people that are on diets, like they tie their self-worth and their, their identity into the diet. Literally the statement, I'm keto. What you're saying is I am this, this diet. And I know some people are like, okay, you got to be really literal with this. But I, I think we've all experienced the people, and maybe it's been us. I know it's been me in the past where we actually do tie that diet into our self-worth and our self-identity. And that can be really damaging because you're going to fail on a diet most likely, right? Um, you're going to fall off the wagon. And if that diet is part of your identity and tied to your self-worth, what happens when you don't follow it anymore? You spiral, you judge yourself. So I have never found it beneficial to identify yourself with a diet, right? Now, for those listening, here's a statement. I am gluten-free. Better way to say that for myself is I am someone who chooses to limit gluten in their diet. Now, am I always going to say that when somebody asks me? No, of course not. I'm going to say I'm, I'm gluten-free. But I've been able to work within the frame of my mind when I say I'm gluten-free I am just somebody who limits gluten because I know when I do have gluten, upsets my stomach a little bit. I have a slight allergic response, just like sneezing in a stuffy nose, and I wanna limit that. But because I don't identify as somebody who's gluten-free, it allows me to, yeah, I have beer every now and again. If I'm out with friends and we're at a pizza place and they don't have gluten-free, I'll have the pizza, it's okay. And I don't let it spire. I don't even think about it. I just go, yeah, this is, this is I'm just gonna choose to eat this way because it's not part of my identity. So if you are somebody that's on a diet right now or have been, just kind of assess like, have you ever been in that state where you're really following a diet and all of a sudden it starts turning into something that you're identifying with and you're putting that on your self-worth and, and you're saying, I am this. No, you're not, you're a human. And at different times of life, you're eating different ways. 
What I like to think now, and this is going to sound really corny, is through this food philosophy idea, bringing it back to kind of having core pillars and a philosophy around food, is I now think that I have the Sean diet. And I know that's really corny, right? Like, oh, okay, you have the Sean diet, right? But I think when you start to think about food and nutrition this way, you can become your own experiment, which I'm huge on. You can trial and error and figure out the best nutrition for you so you're actually adhering to the diet that works best for you, the way of eating that works best for you. It's an N equals one, right? And research studies and everything, however many participants they have, it's N equals 120. I truly believe in the N equals one. You gotta experiment on yourself and you have to figure out what works for you. How many of you have been on a diet before that has making you feel terrible? But you know, Sally down the street told you it worked great for her or the scientist told you it's the best one and you go, God, what's wrong with me? There must be something wrong with me. This diet just isn't working for me. No, fuck that. There's nothing wrong with you. It just means that this diet doesn't work for your genetic makeup, for your gut microbiome, and you shouldn't feel guilty about that. And you shouldn't stay on it just because some professional or some friend told you it's the best diet in the whole wide world. Uh Uh-uh. Get off of it, find something else. So again, this is why I like the food philosophy. So I'm on the Sean diet. What does that look like? I've tried so many different diets, guys, and some have worked, some haven't been great. And over the years, what I have found for me is when I feel the absolute best, I'm getting the best sleep, I don't have very much inflammation, my joints feel good, I feel strong in the gym, is when for me, I'm eating a diet that again is high in meats and foods that are close to nature. I eat, you know, cage-free chicken, eggs, you know, I eat grass-fed beef, um, all that. But I eat a lot of rice. And I've gone through diets where I take, I cut rice out. And I just don't feel as good, right? It's hard to explain. It's a feeling. I don't feel like I get as good as sleep. I don't feel like I perform as well in the gym. I don't feel like I perform as well in the bedroom, full disclosure, right? These are all things hormonally, Um, you know? And so you could say like, okay, well, so Sean has tried like low carbohydrate diets. I totally have. And I just don't perform as well and I don't feel as well on them. My stomach doesn't feel as good, um, you know? But when I introduce rice back into my diet, sweet potatoes, I don't worry about how many carbs I'm having, I feel a lot better. And somebody could come down the street who's ardent keto or carnivore and go, oh yeah, but you know, you're doing this to your DNA and your insulin levels and yada, yada. And that might be true, but I care about how I feel. <laughs> if I wake up every single day and I feel like dog shit, but I'm somehow prolonging my life an extra year, what's the fucking point, guys? Truly. I'd rather live a year less, but live a thriving life all the way up to that death date than live an extra year, but absolutely hate my life. I think we all are there, right? So here's a way you can do this for yourself. And again, this took me kind of 10 years, right? But that's because I didn't realize what I was doing and trying all these different diets and looking for the shiny new penny. Ooh, this is a new diet to try. Ooh, this is a new diet to try. I have now been on the same food diet, food philosophy, nutrition right now for the past two months or so. And it's a combination of different diets and just a philosophy for me that works for me. It's eating rice, you know, two or four cups of cooked rice every single day, sweet potatoes, um, eggs, uh, bison, ground beef, cheese, uh, Siggy's 
um, yogurt, you know, having, I am obsessed with mineral water, specifically Topo Chico. You know, I have a greens drink every morning, right? There's nothing fancy or special about this at all, right? Um, it's pretty simple and straightforward. And then here's the other thing. I go out, I have alcohol um, every now and again on the weekends. I have, a ta- I have tacos, I have pizza, etc. And I don't, because I'm not following a quote unquote diet, when I have those things, I go, cool. All right, I had fun tonight. And then I just get right back onto eating the way that I know makes me feel good. And it's easy to do that because once you feel the benefits of finding your food philosophy, you don't wanna eat really any other way because you feel so amazing. Who would want to not feel amazing? So it's super easy for me when I have a weekend where maybe I drink a little bit too much or I have some processed food and I don't feel that great. I know what's gonna make me feel good again is getting right back on my way of eating. You see, right? It's building the incentive structure for you to eat the way that makes you feel the best. So how do you do this? Again, have that pen and paper. The easiest way to do this, and this is gonna be kind of your homework for the next week, is because food is inherently an emotional action, you can use your emotional states, um, and this also Julian Pinot from StrongFit, It's kind of combining a little bit of his ideas around nutrition as well as the O23 and then mine. And it's, again, you know, when you experience these things, you you start to formulate your own ideas and, and ways that work for you. And this is just what I found works for me. So what I did to get onto my food philosophy that I'm currently following is I started asking myself questions. I started connecting dots. When I noticed that I was in a, let's say, highly anxious state, I was like very forward thinking. I felt very anxious. I would notice what my body uh, would be craving food wise. And I would note that. I wouldn't judge it. I would just go, okay, when I'm anxious, my body wants X, Y, and Z, right? For me, it's no food. I can't eat, right? I I just don't want to eat. Um, And so I can use that to connect a dot. If I go throughout a day and I'm not hungry, that lets me go, oh, I must be anxious right now. I need to eat something. And what happens for me is when I do eat something, for me, that anxiety goes away, right? For others, I have a friend who I've had this conversation with, great friend of mine, and I also work with him on this stuff. We had a conversation for him, it was around anxiety. You know, he asked me, do you, um, does sugar make you more anxious? And to my response was, well, it depends, you know? Were you already anxious and then ate the sugary thing and then felt more anxious? Were you not anxious at all, ate the sugary thing and then became anxious? Right? These are all questions you can ask yourself when you're building your food philosophy. And what we got down to was his body craves sugars when he's in a high anxiety state. And when he eats the sugary thing, it makes him more anxious or at least keeps him in his anxious state. So if that's you, right, this next week, If you find yourself in an anxious state, first, have a food journal, have something, note what your body is craving. If you decide to eat that thing, five, 10, 15, 20 minutes later, note how you feel. Do you feel better? Do you feel worse? Do you feel the same? And if you feel worse, note that, and then you can start making changes, right? You go, okay, when I'm anxious, I know my body craves a pint of ice cream. I decided to eat the pint of ice cream. I feel more anxious. I feel guilty. 
and I'm dwelling and ruminating on eating the ice cream. Okay, well that's not a path to a thriving life when it comes to food, correct? So then what you can do is next time you're anxious, right? Here it comes again, ooh, I'm anxious. What am I craving? Ice cream. Stop, intervene. Okay, I remember last time I ate the ice cream and that didn't serve me. I'm gonna replace it with, and it doesn't have to be green beans, right? It could be something different, maybe something a little less sugary, right? But maybe still some sugar. Maybe it's a, a chocolate bar that's maybe a little bit higher in cacao, so it's not as sugary. Ate it, felt less anxious, still slightly anxious, didn't feel guilty because I made a healthier choice and now I'm not ruminating and dwelling on it. Okay, well guess what? It, we might not be to where we wanna be yet, but that's a win, right? So you can see how, you're experimenting on yourself and building out a philosophy of food for yourself based off of your state, your emotionality, right? Notice when you're the most calm and the most present and the most relaxed. What's your food look like? Did you just have a dinner that was like a steak, maybe a glass of wine, maybe some rice and a salad? Okay. That lets you know, hey, when I have a food, when I have a dinner or food that's meat, some veggies, a little bit of carbohydrates, and even just a glass of wine, I feel really good. I feel calm. And that'll let you know, okay, man, if I really wanna optimize that feeling, maybe I need to introduce those foods more into my life. And it's getting okay with, I guess, this idea of failing, like trial and error, right? That's why I really think at the start of this, you shouldn't change how you eat currently. So this next week, to build a food philosophy of yourself, to build your diet, right? The Sean diet, the Joe Schmo diet, your diet. Notice your emotional states. Notice what foods you crave. Eat those foods. Don't change it because you're like trying to eat healthy all of a sudden. Don't do that. Eat the foods because you might find too that you've stumbled upon something that does work for you. Our subconscious, our body is amazing at doing that. You know, comfort food, right? Oh, I eat mac and cheese and I feel a lot better now. Okay, don't cut mac and cheese out of your diet then, even if it's quote unquote bad, right? That's why comfort food is comfort food. So let's say using the anxious or using the depressed or you know, just you want some comfort food, right? I'm feeling sad, it wasn't a great day. I'm really craving Stouffer's mac and cheese. Okay, go eat it. I ate Stouffer's mac and cheese. I feel a lot better, more calm, made me think of my childhood. That's beautiful. Why would you cut that out of your diet? Why, because it's quote unquote unhealthy? That made you feel better. It made you feel thriving. It did something for you. Do not cut that out of your diet, right? And this is how we start to build diets that adhere to us, how we wanna feel, how we wanna thrive, instead of some scientist or somebody who's just trying to make money off of you and sell their new latest and greatest nutrition plan because they're an Instagram influencer. No, you adhere to your diet. The N equals one diet. The food philosophy that works for you. The only way you do that is through trial and error. And that can be hard because that takes work. But guys, I, if you wanna feel super empowered with the food you're eating, stop judging yourself for the food you're eating. Stop spiraling, stop falling off of diets start to embody and thrive when it comes to food, enjoy social situations and not worry about what you're gonna eat, this is the way to do it. It's to experiment with different foods for you. You can even experiment with different diets and take something from that diet. You might find that you feel really good when you're on a high fat diet. Okay, maybe 
increase the amount of high fat foods you have on top of the other foods that you like to have in your diet instead of being so rigid, right? There's no right or wrong here. The only wrong is when you're trying to adhere to something that is making you feel like shit, both physically, emotionally, and mentally. That's wrong. That is your body, that is your soul screaming, change something. And it's wrong when you're feeling great, you're thriving, you're killing it, but somebody tells you you're doing it wrong because the science or, you know, et cetera. No, no, you're not wrong. Be empowered, be like, thanks, you know, thank you for your input, but I have found what works for me, you know? And always with a food philosophy, try new things. There are so many times where I'll, like, I'll add something in and I'll see how it makes me feel. And so for example, like I added um, in my breakfast the, a couple weeks ago, um, I really like beef chorizo. It's what I like, makes me feel good. I couldn't get beef chorizo, I added pork chorizo. And I started noticing that for the next couple days, my stomach was a little upset. Um, my bathroom trips weren't that great, right? And I go, huh, I wonder if that's from the pork chorizo. So I took the pork chorizo back out, put the beef chorizo back in, boom, baby. Right back to thriving, okay? Some people be like, oh no, that's terrible. Why? I just learned. Had a couple days of it not being great. Okay, those passed. Now I know. Now I don't eat pork chorizo. And this is the cool thing. Once you have a food philosophy, you cannot have like a framework to work in and you can add things, take things out, experiment. Maybe something makes you feel a little bit better. Something makes you feel a little bit worse. And again, you don't feel guilty for any of this. You just go, man, I'm just experimenting. I'm just trying new things here when it comes to my diet. And that on a broader level is the path to a good life. With all of these faucets we're trying to optimize, you're experimenting, guys. You're trying things. You're connecting dots. You're you're not afraid of quote unquote failing. You're not even looking at it as failing, right? A scientist doesn't look at a research study that proves their hypothesis wrong as a failure, right? They look at it as success because they experimented and they found out, okay, my hypothesis is wrong. Here's what we learned, right? So it's always a learning process. Um, This won't be our last discussion on nutrition. We will dig deeper on certain things, talk about, you know, how alcohol impacts us, the water, supplements, all that kind of stuff. But again, this is taking the macro look at nutrition. You gotta build out a philosophy of food for you and you gotta understand what works best for you and not worry about what other people say about the way you're eating, not be heavily influenced by other diets, etc. But you also gotta do the work. You gotta take time to try new things. You gotta take time to like journal out, you know, write out what foods you're craving, when and why, and then how those foods make you feel, and then try a new food, and then how does that food make you feel? Like, yes, it takes work, but I can tell you from experience that work is so worth it. I don't even think, like I, I don't, think deeply about the foods that I'm eating anymore to the point where like I'm dwelling on it or again if I go out on the weekend I feel ashamed or guilty etc none of that happens and that is so freeing and it is so empowering okay so your goal this week this whole next week with your food every single day try to get in touch with the foods you're craving the emotional state you're in when you crave it how that makes you feel after you eat it if you need to make changes right and just go out and experiment. And the foods that make you feel really good or the way you want to feel, optimize those foods, eat more of those foods. The foods that aren't serving you, that aren't helping you feel the way you want, limit them. Again, I'm not saying cut them out, just limit them, right? 
try to as best you can when you are eating choose foods that are closer to nature as opposed to processed foods when you do have some processed food don't judge yourself for it accept it it's the modern society we live in love it move on try to get back to the foods that make you feel like you're thriving after the fact okay so go out this week do that experiment we're going to come back on wednesday with our midweek meditation this is going to be a meditation to just help us sit with our relationship with food our relationship with diets our relationship with self and give us that midweek kind of hopefully motivation and presence to get us back on track if we've kind of fallen off by wednesday keeping track of this stuff hopefully by the end of next week you'll at least have some path or track to follow to continue this building a food philosophy I have the Sean diet that I adhere to right now, and I implore you to go find your diet. Have a great week. I'll meet you guys back here on Wednesday for the midweek meditation. Enjoy your food.